The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Powered by Protus Global. Thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I am Vern Davis. I am your host. Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global People Solutions. Thanks again for joining us. My guest here is a results-oriented leader with the experience in strategic planning, data strategy, commercial sales leadership, customer relations, sales operations, distribution, revenue, growth management, people development. She brings into the cannabis industry with over 20 years of corporate management experience, primarily in the beverage industry with companies like Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, Brown Foreman, Pernod Ricard. Uh, My really good friend, please welcome Saul Clayhan. Saul Clayhan is the vice president and general manager for Canopy Growth uh, in the U.S. region. Saul, how are you? Oh, I'm fantastic, Vern. Thank you for having me. Oh, uh, it's my pleasure. I've been looking forward to having this conversation. It seems like I can't believe for us to have a conversation, we got to get you on the uh, Plant Profits podcast. Oh, I know. Well, it's <laughs> been a busy that... year for us, but I'm, I, you know, if you don't take a break, um, the break will take you. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it is. It has been some time since we spent some time together, really, <laughs> to say it that way. And yeah. uh, I'm I, and a lot of new things have happened to you uh, and for you. And I'm, I'm really, really excited about our conversation uh, today. But um, Saul and I go back. Oh, go back uh, a few years, several years. I was looking, Saul. It's been almost 10 years. No. Yes. I was trying to think of a number. Yeah. It's it's been almost 10 you're years. Right. Yeah. Yes, you're right. My goodness. Yes. That's 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 a long time. But we've kept up. We've done a nice job of keeping up with each other, which is it's kind of really great. Um and uh Saul, you're very interesting and I, I want to give folks here today a chance to get to know you a little bit and then obviously we're going to spend uh, a great deal of time talking about what you're doing at canopy growth and canopy growth which i think is very important but um tell the folks here kind of where you grew up oh i'm an east coast girl yeah. uh, i was actually born in dc but um yeah reared in, in Maryland, PG County, for those of you who, who know uh, Maryland. That's right. Uh, yeah, and I'm one of four kids. Um, and, and I consider myself a middle child. I have an older brother uh, and sister <laughs> that are close in age, five years me, and then five years my, my younger brother. So typical, you know, sort of um, middle-class family living in Maryland growing up. No, that's great. Uh, PG County. 
when I lived in Baltimore, I went through, when I lived in Baltimore, actually, uh, I was working in the adult beverage industry and, and um, that was part of my geography along with DC. So uh, I know that area pretty, pretty well. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. It's a cool place to grow up. Uh, a real cool place to grow up. Uh, now you you have um, you went off to Shepherd University. Yep, I uh, I wanted to go close to home. Um, yeah. Be far enough away from parents uh, that you know I could have a little independence, but <laughs> you know close enough that I could come home, do laundry, get a good meal, and um, yeah, and and. I chose Shepherd because I, I was a swimmer in college and I was uh, granted a scholarship there. So, you know, oh, that's, that's awesome. college was a, was a lot for my parents. So to go to a school that, um, you know, was willing to pay me to swim, I said, I'll take it. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's kind of really cool. You, you, uh, uh, you're being very modest you were in a very accomplished swimmer. Now we're going to get to Shepherd where you 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 did some things and you still maybe hold a couple records. We don't know, but we'll we'll see. Um, but did, did you did you swim in in high school? Was that a was that a a, a sanctioned sport? You know, um, the school I went to, it was more of a, a club sport. But yeah. I swam for a club. Um, okay. I actually picked it up very late. It's. Uh, I, I actually grew up as a gymnast and okay. I grew four inches in one year and that's not good for gymnasts. Uh, so I ended up giving it up and was in search of a sport. I come from a basketball family and for some reason, hand-eye coordination just wasn't good for me. And I tried. Um, <laughs> I, even my five foot two mom yeah. uh, played basketball. She was a professional player in Venezuela. And my dad, uh, he went to Howard University and he played basketball there. Uh, all of my siblings played and it just, I, I was terrible at it. And in search of a sport, I finally landed on swimming. Wow. Now, that, that's amazing. I did not know that about your mom. I don't remember that about your mom. Yeah, she was quite an accomplished athlete. She was a um, tower diver for Venezuela. She was uh, invited, she made the Olympic team to go to Helsinki, okay. uh, but she had a diving accident that left her blind um, The through, I think it was her retina that was detached. And yeah. back then the surgeries weren't as um, successful as they are today or effective, I should say. Right. So it was a very long recovery. And so she unfortunately missed the Olympics, but um, yeah, she was, she was quite an accomplished athlete. No, oh, that's, that's, uh, that's amazing. And and you didn't get the you didn't get the basketball gene. No, no, it's terrible. I just have, <laughs> I have zero hand. If the ball is moving, I can't I, I can't play the sport. Although I, I have picked up golf and I love golf. I think if the ball is still and I, you know, I can hit it. It, it works. Good. It yeah. works. It works. Anything, you know, I tried softball, tennis. Uh, it just I, I I just accepted my deficiency in, in hand-eye coordination. Unbelievable. Now, Shepherd University, when I met you, that was the first time I had heard of the, it's a liberal arts school about an hour from DC. That, that's the, in West Virginia, right? So that, yeah. that's the first time I'd ever heard of the school. But I mean, you were, what, team captain of the swim team? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I earned that spot, I think, my junior year. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Yeah, it was it was a it was a perfect school for me. It was um, it was small. It was uh, the right environment, um, and it yeah. was perfect for me. I really didn't know what I wanted in life, um, and so I just you know I I, I didn't bloom till much later. Yeah. Well, it worked out. Academic All-American, All-American swimmer. Uh, do you still hold the 50 and 100 freestyle? Do you still hold those <laughs> I'd records? To, I'd have to go back and check. I don't know. Come on. Um, so I know you. You check every year. You call somebody over there. <laughs> do I still have it? Do I still have it? Come on. You're so competitive. I know you do. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I I would have, I literally, I didn't look back. I haven't, I, I don't know, but um, yeah, there was a, a period of time where the swim team wasn't around and then they built a beautiful complex after I was gone. And so I'm certain there's, there's been someone who's taken that record down. I'm, I'm certain of it. <laughs> no, that's good. What did you get out of it? What did you get out of, uh, you know, being an athlete, being successful at it, being successful at academics, how, how has that helped you do what you do and what you've done in your professional career? You know, that's such a great question, Vern, because um, I'm, I'm such a proponent of kids doing a sport or mm -hmm. committing to a discipline. I think the thing that um, athletics did for me was to learn to compete um, and most importantly, to learn to um, win and lose, right? You mm -hmm. have to give yourself, you have to commit. And it's a life lesson that I'm certain applies to many aspects of my life, particularly my business, um, in, you know, in my business mm -hmm. career. Um, learning to compete is something that is vitally important. Uh, and I, I value that experience tremendously. Absolutely. It, it's now, you know, this, this topic of, of learning how to lose, I think people are split on that, right? Yeah, you said something interesting. You said it was important to learn how to win and learn how to lose. And I've, I've heard many people say, and I really don't know where I'm at on this. It's a real question in my mind. Do I really want, do you really want to know how to lose? Do you want to know how to lose? Or, or, or are you saying that, what you get from losing is important to winning, you know? And so it's, it's very interesting question to me. You know, I think um, losing is a path to victory. Okay. Um, if you've never been challenged, mm -hmm. you don't get better. And mm -hmm. I distinctly remember, um, I, I distinctly remember this, this experience in college as a freshman coming in, um, it, you know, I had to earn my spot on the relay team, right? And the most mm -hmm. coveted spot is the anchor. Of course. Um, and I had to work very, very hard to get that spot. And I didn't get it till um, the end of my sophomore year. And I was competing with uh, a woman that was probably a foot taller than me at the time. It felt like it. I don't think she was that much taller, but yeah, she was, she was much taller than me and she was faster than me. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it was very competitive, even though we we're teammates, you know, mm -hmm. it was very, very competitive. Um, and she ended up leaving the school. She, she wanted to go to a competitor school. Uh, and I ended up having to swim against her. And I needed, I needed 
to beat her. <laughs> I just, <laughs> uh, and, and it was such a buildup to that time because we were so, uh, we were just so competitive. Absolutely. Was at the tri-state, you know, and, and I'm happy to report I did. And it was shocking. She had no idea, but it was because I had, I had lost, you know, to her too many times when she was on my own team. Yeah. But when she left, I was just, it just gave me the hunger to, to want to win. It, free, it freed you up, it, it, yeah. you know, and I, and I get, I get that. I get that. We're going to take a break. Uh, and we're going to continue our discussion with Saul Clayhan and really talk about how she ran a competitive swimmer off her team and to another team. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're going to get into our professional life. Uh, this is Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, Man, I'm really One Toke Over the Line. And I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. I'm here with Saul Clayhan. Saul is the vice president and general manager of the U.S. region for Canopy Growth. And um, 
uh, Saul, so you were very successful in your college academic and, and uh, uh, athletic uh, time there, but then you went on the business. And you know, uh, back when you, and, and not far back, but back when you uh, were coming into business, right? You went to, you wanted a few people at the time that actually worked at Pepsi and Coke. You know, that, that was a competitive thing. I mean, there were, oh, there were stories about, yes. about fights in grocery stores and, and all kinds of things. And you actually, which tells, should tell us a lot about who you are, that you actually could do that. And, and early in your career when it was taboo, you know, to do that is to work for Pepsi and Coke. But you actually worked for Pepsi and Coke. I did, and I, and I enjoyed working for both. When I first came out of college, I got to tell you, Pepsi was very progressive in recruiting uh, women and um, people of color. Yes. They were very committed to diversity, and I'm grateful because I was Still given are. that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, I worked there for just shy of six years, I think, and I was a key account manager at the time. And I was crushing it. I was having a great time. I was beating up Coke. It was so, it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, in Baltimore, actually. You yeah. talked about Baltimore there for a little bit. And um, yeah. I, I was just loving it. And uh, CCE, which is Coca-Cola Enterprises, um, had a tough time putting someone on the accounts that I was on. And uh, their VP of sales uh, got a recruiter and said, go get my competitor. Go, go get her. I've heard those and, words before. <laughs> I, uh, I, one day I was, they made mm-hmm. me an offer I couldn't refuse. Right. And uh, I, I switched teams. I had the very same accounts the very next week. And uh, I was able to turn <laughs> their business around. It was tough because I had done such a good job on the other side. But now I was, I was able to turn the business around for Coke in that market. And it was, um, I loved it. Oh, wow, that was cool. for 15 years. Yeah. That man, that is almost like the story of you and the swimmer. It's almost the same thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's almost the same thing. Your professional career did that. And and then 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 you and I met after the Coke career. Yeah. Uh you and you and I met. And and by the way, I talked to our friend Rick yesterday and he told me to tell you hello. Oh, he's yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. One of the best bosses I've ever had. Yeah, I talked to him yesterday and uh, we had a good chat and uh, said, he said hello. But uh, then you got into a adult beverage. What made adult beverage? And, and, and now, you know, with Canopy, we can call it uh, for the last few years of your career, the last several years of your career, it's been adult consumables, right? So, so let's, let's talk about that. What attracted you to the adult beverage space? Or adult uh, consumable space. Yeah, so I, you know, having worked for Coke for fifteen yeah. years, I I understood what it was like to work for a big brand. I think the thing that really attracted me to um, uh, Brown Foreman was mm-hmm. the legacy of the brands there. I mean, Jack Daniels is a really cool brand to work on and, and right. to sell, and uh, it's very. It was very similar to soft drink. Uh, same type of accounts, same type of consumer proposition, category management, very well-developed route-to-market strategy, where I really got to appreciate in my experience there was um, regulation. 
I remember having an early conversation with the lawyer, like, what? I can't run a national, pro- why? And she's like, Saul, <laughs> we want to keep you out of stripes and orange. You can't That's do right. that in the beverage alcohol business. And it just, you know, was frustrating, but I, I learned to navigate in a, in a very um, regulated environment. Regu- yeah. yeah. Regulated industry. Yeah. Um, and that's translated into uh, a very good experience now in this industry because um, very similar uh, states have the same uh, approach to cannabis as mm-hmm. they have to beverage alcohol. It's very nascent, but mm-hmm. uh, certainly very similar challenges. So, yes, absolutely. Now, uh, you know, doing what I do at Protus Global, um, you know, it, it, it has been, I think, to an advantage, right? Uh, the cannabis industry over the last five years really needed to beef up their talent. And the talent, it's, it's kind of cool to see the talent from other highly regulated, uh, daily regulated industries like adult beverage move over to important roles like you have in, in the cannabis space. And I think that is uh, very smart, uh, a very smart thing that, that, that cannabis is doing is finding great talent like you to get over there and, and run businesses. So, but how did you cross the crossover to, okay, cannabis, right? What, what about this challenge? Uh, and, you know, you know, Canopy is a known brand uh, in, in the cannabis space and, and, and has done some very interesting and then some trailblazing in, in this space. So uh, what, what attracted you? I tell you, there's, um, there was a lot of consideration, right? Uh, yeah. It's, it's got a stigma. And, 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 mm-hmm. and for all, for what it's worth, it's, uh, it's evolving. Mm-hmm. What first attracted me is coming from an adult consumable uh, yeah. with mood modulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this to me was a simple extension of that. I, I distinctly remember being in the two companies that I was in beverage alcohol, looking at this segment and saying, yes, this is, this is going to be a competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, as people look for other mood enhancing um, alternatives mm-hmm. and that are safe. And um, so when I looked at Canopy, um, initially I thought it was uh, all encompassing, but really in the US we've established a, um, a hemp derived CBD business. And so mm-hmm. there's a much more health and wellness aspect to it for the US. Mm-hmm. Once uh, legal permissibility happens, we will uh, get into the uh, cannabis space with mm-hmm. um, our partnership uh, with Acreage, and mm-hmm. our business will be uh, inclusive of both the health and wellness and uh, the recreational side. Got it. Got it. I, I really, you know, so many similarities for you. Um, right. And I, I really want to get back, get into that because you're accustomed to working with brands with stars, right? So yeah. I, I want to really talk about that, but we're going to take a break now uh, and continue our discussions with Saul Clayhand, who is the vice president and general manager for Canopy Growth U.S. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Thank you very much. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. 
Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge at, that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits, fueled by Produce People Solutions. I'm here today with Saul Clayhan. Saul is the Vice President and General Manager of the U.S. Region for Canopy Growth. And Saul, as we were talking about, you know, your your leap over to um the cannabis environment, uh, it's part of the overall adult consumables. You have vast experience in that. Uh, you have vast experience in dealing with brands, uh, which is uh, really, really cool. And also by brands that are associated with stars, right? And the inter- from the entertainment uh, environment. And, and what you guys are doing with Martha Stewart, tell us what you're doing with Martha Stewart. Tell us, tell us about that. It's in the news. It's been in the news and there's a lot of people connected to that. Um, the, the Martha Stewart brand, mm-hmm. um, we just launched it in September 10th. So we're just shy of two weeks of that launch. And it has been the most spectacular wow. launch in the industry. Um, the industry is looking for a breakthrough brand. Mm -hmm. And I think Martha really represents a trusted brand that consumers are looking at. Um, It's, it's such a crowded space right now. I think there was, everyone was going to the gold rush, right? And you've got over like close to 3000 brands in the market. And you know, 90% of them do less than a million dollars. I mean, you had a lot of people in bathtubs throwing stuff together and there's right. there's this, you know, buzz 
uh, no, no t- uh, pun intended, <laughs> but this buzz around CBD and all of the benefits. Um, right. And so it's a very confusing. It's very intimidating. And uh, I think the industry um, and the category is really looking for a brand that can be trusted, that's uh, backed by science and research, uh, and that is is a relatable to consumers that want to explore the category. And Martha really does that for us. So from a brand proposition, mm-hmm. this is an incredibly inviting brand for folks that are are curious about CBD and and want to enter in knowing that um, there's a safe path and there's a mm-hmm. trusted path. Right. Uh, the second part of your question, I think, you know, what working with Martha, if you had yeah. told me a year ago, Vern, that I would not only meet Martha, which I've right. always admired, um, but to actually work with her. I mean, uh, we're texting buddies. Like That's I, great. I, I'm floored, um, you know, I still have to get over the starstruckness, right? But right. I'm floored to have the opportunity to work with her. She's intimately involved. And I, I'm telling you to the detail, she's not just slapping uh, a name on a product. She's intimately de- involved in every aspect of, of the product development. That's critical to success. You and I know if stars are not involved, it typically don't be successful. Um, and that's, that's awesome. Now, well, there's more, I mean, so how, Snoop Dogg, I mean, are you texting buddies with Snoop Dogg? You know, cause no, I'm not, I don't have, I'm not in his fabulous five. So yeah, I, he's the next one I'd love to meet. Um, but no, right now, uh, in the U S we're, we're really focused on Martha right now. Yeah. And that's, um, and it's great to to hear how well that's going and 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 how people are receiving uh, that because I, I I really obviously brands I, I believe and and it may take a couple more years, but understanding consumer products and coming out of that business and being in the business the way I am now, I know that brands are what add value, brands what consumers identify with. Uh, brands say something about you as a consumer and it's really important and it hasn't been that important in my opinion in cannabis yet uh, I think they're trying to I think the industry is figuring it out and and um, I think as as players uh, come to light and the industry evolves and we can really see who the players are brands are going to it's going to be like any other consumer business you've been a part of, right? It's brands are going to be going to win the day. Yeah. And I, I tell you, there's a weeding out period, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the COVID pandemic has uh, put a lot of brands um, on their knees, right? Like right. not, not all are going to survive. And uh, the financial stability is yeah. going to be important to, you know, to get through this very difficult time. Uh, and with, you know, Canopy and our partnership with Constellation, we have a very healthy uh, business. And I think we're really, really positioned to take that leadership role. We've been very methodical. We weren't one yeah. of the first ones to jump in in the U.S. It's been a very thoughtful and methodical approach. And um, we're very eager to build off of not only Martha's brand, but 
um, we, when you consider the brands that we represent, um, we're more of a CPG company when you consider BioSteel and right. this works. Um, right. And we have both CBD and non-CBD uh, product offerings. Products. So yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a fantastic, um, I think, approach to building brands and having diversity in, in the portfolio. And so I think that's gonna be an important competitive advantage for us. I, I think you're absolutely right. And, um, and I'm, I'm wishing and, and looking forward to seeing how this, this all evolves. Uh, you know, there's been some big news, um, switch gears a minute on you. Um, um, been some big news, obviously, over the last few days, right? Supreme Court uh, Justice Notorious RBG <laughs> you know, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, uh, she passed away. Um, you're, you're a woman of color. You're a black woman in a, in a big industry. Uh, you, sw- you have, and I'll use this word, you swam those channels many times in your career. Uh, when I say RBG, notorious RBG, right, to you, what does that mean to you? Oh, I am so grateful for what she's done for me personally. Um, The impact that she's had, not not only on the law, but uh, on the spirit of being able to change things. Again, very purposefully, very methodically, um, Mm. she's she's been an inspiration. I think for me, as you mentioned, a a woman of color, Mm -hmm. um, I I couldn't be more, grateful for what she's done for me. I I like personally uh, for me, it's not Mm -hmm. often um, that I see many people in any of the companies that I've worked with that um, look like me. Many times I'm the only one in the, in, in big meetings. Um, That's right. And uh, I I wish we had more uh, representation. Um, And, and I've had my challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's made me stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also very grateful because without her, um, effect, I probably wouldn't have been given the opportunities, um, that I've had. She's a hero. And I, I totally agree with you. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this 30 minute chat you and I've had, uh, <laughs> Saul, it's cool. And thank, thanks for, uh, I know you're busy. And um, I know Martha's probably calling you right now. <laughs> she wants to know the sales today. Let me tell you. I bet. She calls I bet. me every other day. Where That's, are great. We? <laughs> That's great. And I know you have an answer for uh, It's Wait. been my great pleasure of, of, of having you as our, our guest today on Plant Profits. Saul Clayhan, Vice President and General Manager of the U.S. Region for Canopy Growth. Thank you very much. Thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I'm Vern Davis, your host. Plant Profits is fueled by Produce Global People Solutions. You can download episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com. Cannabis Radio is my partner here, and uh, they are awesome. Uh, you can you can get this podcast anywhere: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast fix. Please go and listen to Plant Profits. Uh, follow Produce Global, my company, uh, through our social networks, including LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Finally, learn more about how we're building companies and we're changing lives at Produce Global. 
protis.com. That's P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Until next time, cheers. Thank you. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.